Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Ethan Dodgen and welcome to Tech Talk with Ethan, the theater podcast where we discuss all things behind the scenes. I'm a junior at Renaissance High School for the Arts in Long Beach, California. I started the show to learn from working professionals in the theater industry and I invite you to join me as we talk tech. Hello guys and welcome back to the last episode of Tech Talk with Ethan for season one. Uh, today I'm here with Heidi Kupernol who is does automation, lighting, she's got done everything in theater. But uh, yeah, thank you for joining me today. Hello. <laughs> Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so my name is Heidi. I grew up in Michigan. Um, I got a knack for theater back in high school. I did a lot of theater productions then, doing some sound, doing some lighting, and I just got hooked. So then I went down and went to college at Full Sail University. I got an associate's degree in show production and touring, a bachelor's degree in entertainment business, and then I went out on the road with Disney on Ice. I traveled with them for seven years, um, transitioned to a job in the Caribbean working for a five-star resort as a rigger, and then went back to Disney on Ice for a little bit as a head props technician, then switched, got the big boots on, and joined Cirque du Soleil for lighting, toured with them for a little bit, and then transitioned to doing automation. So definitely been around the world doing this type of a job and having a lot of fun along the way. For sure. That's that's like a lot of switching from, you know, Disney <laughs> Ice to Cirque du Soleil to back to Disney Ice to, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was that process like, switching between I, the two? It was pretty scary because... You know, I had a really good situation with Feld Entertainment doing Disney on Ice. I was comfortable. I had a lot of opportunities, but I just wanted more. So I was scared to make the leap. But at the same time, I was like, but it could get better. I could experience something yeah, new. Definitely. So it's like, do I want to leave my comfort zone? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> definitely. But, well, and that's that's the joy of this, right? Like, you know, you can explore lots of different opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of different people along the way to help you out, give you, you know, just a little bit of comfort to be like, it's going to be okay. You're going to land on your feet. It's just going to be a transition phase. Those are always uncomfortable, but just definitely. stick with it. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That's that, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you're, you know, you've, you've, you know, you're here now with me and, you know, yeah. glad that you've, you've had, you know, fun along the way. Um, what, what do you do automation and lighting? Um, I just liked the design aspect that I could add to a show. Um, when I first started back in high school, we had a dance competition that would come in and I was asking the director of the show, I'm like, hey, could I change the color to make their costumes pop a little bit? Cause they're just dancing and it's just a, a backwash color, right? So uh-huh. he was like, yeah, okay. Like we kind of wanted something more plain but if you want to spice it up, that's fine. And then, so I did that a little bit and it was really fun and I was nervous but then it like worked. And then we had a dance competition that came in and they were just doing like a showcase for the end of the year. And mm-hmm. she was like, it's kind of an edgy number. I have some specific looks that I want to get. There's some musical notes that I want to pop with the lighting a little bit. So that's when I really got my boots in. And I was like, wow, there's this whole design aspect where the lights can just emphasize it to the next level. And I was like, I am so into this because I can't play a musical instrument, but I have an eye for detail like that. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like my little hidden thing. I was like, yes, I'm good at this. Um, and then when I was with Disney on Ice, we had a silk act in the show. 
And I just, you know, was very protective of the performers, wanted to make sure that they were okay. Everything was comfortable for them so they could just get up there and do the aerial routine without worrying about everything that goes around it safety wise. And mm-hmm. it just like that level of stress just felt good because I was like, I'm working with them. I understand what they're saying. I can switch it to technical terms and like make that little fine adjustment that they really need that would help the act. So then I was like, wow, this feels really good. So I just kept going with it. So then I started to transition out of lighting more into automation. So Nice. Okay, so we can, let's dive into automation then. Um, <laughs> could you explain what automation is for those yes. who don't know? Sure. So automation is basically a programmed movement that we are doing, whether we are moving props, scenery, people, like there's a computer involved, a motor doing that specific movement. Sometimes it's programmed to do a certain distance over a certain amount of time, and it's going to be most of the time accurate every single time. And then there's another side of it where it's all done on the fly. So it's more like a silk routine for Disney on Ice, right? They're not gonna pre-program those cues because there's a lot of fine things that can happen and you wanna be able to make those little adjustments. So automation is just moving something to take the weight off of a person pulling a rope and giving that workload to a motor instead. So we're using automation a ton behind the scenes for different shows in the entertainment industry. And now we're starting to see it more outside of the entertainment industry, but that's a whole nother world. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. There's, you know, whole bunch we can go into here, but uh, we should get you know, down to the basics. Um, what, what is the process of becoming interested in automation or what drew you to that? Um, I think just understanding safety, the risks involved, um, having that eye for detail, because something so tiny that's just a little bit off can have a very drastic effect. And being able to approach that job without letting it scare you, because every job, every point of our life is going to be dangerous. But if we can say, I'm smart enough, I'm careful enough, and I care to do a good job and be attentive at my work, then it's going to be fine. So it just takes a certain type of person to do that job, but it can be 100% worth it because you get to work with some amazing people who can do amazing things. For sure. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's not scary. It's just a little bit different. And if you have like a programmer brain, automation definitely caters into that as well as a technician style brain, because we're still working with motors. You know, we still need to touch the things when they're broken and switch out different things. So it definitely touches a lot of different specialties. For sure. So you said there's certain software that goes into automation. Yes. So just like there's a million different types of lighting consoles and sound consoles, automation has automation consoles. So each one of those has a similar syntax to go into it and just understanding how to read it, control it, program within it and make smaller alterations is going to be something that's a little more tailored to it. But it's definitely that same programmer feeling that you get when you're programming a sound console or a lighting console to play back during a show. Nice. So how, how, how long did it take you to learn an automation console, let's say? Um, a week. Uh, oh, wow. we, yeah, we had formal training. Um, the console that I specifically am comfortable with is uh, run by Tate. So it's their navigator style software and they have different consoles to play it back on, but they have a GUI that's the same 
um, across them. So they did formal training with us for a week, just breaking it down. Um, and I had been watching the software play back on different shows and different applications and asking a lot of questions. But then when I sat down and could actually do it myself, you know, all of the verbiage was there. I already had it drilled into my head from years of doing joystick um, automation mm. with Disney on Ice. So I knew what I was looking for. Um, and then just, you know, formalizing it, being like, go here for this, you know, this is how you change mm -hmm. that, you know, just getting comfortable with that. It happened pretty fast. That's, that, yeah. that's, impre that's impressive, <laughs> right? I mean, to me, it sounds impressive to me, but. Yeah, but it's just like a sound console. Like, it's like, you know what this button does. It's just this console puts it over here. Exactly, but like, yeah. Once you get over those like different locations, you're at home. And Definitely. you're just like, let's do this show, you know? For sure. For sure. That, that's, 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 I'm glad that that's, that's so cool that you can, you can learn that so fast. And, you know, I mean, I think, I yeah. feel like theater is hands-on, right? So, you know, you, yeah. you learn hands-on. Exactly. Yeah. Kinesthetic learning definitely helps and being able to learn under pressure and process that stress a different way without being, uh, you know, just going crazy yeah. definitely helps because you have to maintain control, you know, and be able to ask questions without feeling crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. How, how do you manage stress levels during a show? Um, well, there's definitely situations that will come up and then you just get that like icy feeling and you're just like, I never thought this would happen. This is interesting. Okay, let's have our, you know, routines and communication is so very important because you can be stressing out, but then once you communicate, hey, this is happening, somebody else might have so much more experience or been through that already. And they're just like, oh, it's easy. Just do this. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I should have thought about that. But I'm just over here like, oh but you totally like zeroed me out and like we're all good and the audience doesn't even notice so communicating and not being scared to ask questions when something weird happens definitely helps that stress for sure so um, you've I guess you've had stuff go wrong do could oh, yes. you talk about <laughs> one of those times um yes so we're on court we were on tour and um we had a lot of network switches in our lighting system and it was just a formatting issue and we just got stuck in a loop and the console <laughs> couldn't push any cues to the lights because the processor was just stuck. So we had to do an all stop and try to figure out what happened. And then we're just like, just turn it all off and turn it back on again. Right. That's like the number. That always one works. Yeah. <laughs> So we did that and then we kind of like crippled back in and then it kind of started working and then it stopped again. So it was just like, it's embarrassing because the show had just opened. It had been open for maybe a month or two. And all of a sudden we're having a show stop due to lighting. Like that never yeah. happens. So I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to communicate with my team. You know, we had a more senior person on the crew. So he was kind of just telling me what I needed to do. I was relaying information back to him as I saw it because he wasn't next to me. He was at front of house troubleshooting from there. So we were just constantly back and forth. And then we included the technical manager um, in on what was happening and what we were doing to try to help. So we were just extremely open. Other people and other departments were trying to help us out, which was always oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. Appreciated. Um, but then we finally got it figured out finally got the show back up and running but it was just one of those things like we never have a show stop for lighting this is yeah. so crazy and yeah. it was just a digital thing that we got stuck into so it's crazy 
yeah, thing, things happen. It's live theater, right? That's yeah, enjoying that. Exactly. <laughs> what would you say is like a hierarchy in, in your position? Like, because you work your way up. Yes. So, I mean, you always want that white glove. You know, I just come in and sit at the console, run the show, and then get back on the bus, right? Like, in tour, yeah. that's kind of like the dream. But I think it, it takes a certain type of person to want that want to do that job because mm -hmm. I'm more of the technician side where it's just like give me the problems let me troubleshoot I love puzzles yeah. you know let me fix them mm -hmm. so the hierarchy would normally be you would get hired in as a technician you would fix the problems you know set up the show hand it over to the um, front of house person they would run the show then they'd hand it back to you and then you take it down and put it in the truck but I feel like that hierarchy is mainly for rock and roll because once you get into like family entertainment like Cirque du Soleil and Disney and Ice you have to work as a team because somebody might be sick one day and all of a sudden the front of house guy is not there to run the show so you have to kind of just work and be like well I know how to call spots I know how to run the the console mm -hmm. you know I know how to do the backstage tracks to support you know carpentry and props with all of their cues and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it becomes more of a technician and a head of department relationship so the hierarchy would be you get hired on as the lighting assistant and then you know years of experience you know years on the show will definitely put you in the spot to be promoted to head of the department and then mm -hmm. if you wanted to keep going up then you would become you know stage manager technical director like one of definitely. those seats yeah and then formally leave your department behind but then oversee multiple departments for sure so that's how it kind of feels on this side of the industry Nice. Um, so have you been in that situation where you've stepped in, you know, you've, you know, something happens, right? And you've been like, I'm here. They call you in, right? You know, last minute. Yeah. And it's definitely been one of those things where I'm like, all right, this is what's happening. This is yeah. what we're doing. We got this, guys. Yeah. You know, and it's just like you wear different hats, different days, depending on what needs to be done and whether you have experience with this problem over somebody else. But then, you know, you take the hat off the next day. Yeah, so yeah. It just kind of like rotates around. So it's pretty good. Awesome. So is you, you say you tour with you've toured around with different companies. Um, for me, I've toured with Feld Entertainment and then Cirque du Soleil. So it's a total of 10 years touring. Um, I know some people, they jump around a lot more, but I really wanted to lock into one company and just try multiple different things out. So I had more experience, but still that feeling of home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, so with, sure. with Disney on Ice, I was assistant lighting, assistant pyro, head pyro, um, assistant automation, head automation. And then I came back as head props for one point in time because they needed a certain person for that job. And I was like, let's try it out. Yeah. So I was able to try all of those things because I stayed with one company. A lot of people will jump around a little bit. It just depends on what you want. For sure. And how long are, how long are the touring seasons for, the, for you when you toured? So uh, Feld Entertainment, we would tour from fall to spring, early summer. And then we would have, you know, three months off and then go back out on tour. So that's kind of how their touring schedule went. Now with Cirque du Soleil, when I was out on tour with them, we would tour for three months, have two weeks off, three months, two weeks off. So it was more of a full-time year-round job with mm -hmm. vacation to decompress and relax and see family and friends between. So that one felt more stable, mm -hmm. but it's just a different um, style. And they were both classified as 
full-time jobs, salary positions, because mm -hmm. they were very consistent. I know a lot of rock and roll shows, they will uh, tour for a specific time. And then once that tour ends, you're finding the next tour, you're finding yeah, the yeah. next job, mm -hmm. the next team to go with. So I chose not to go down that route. Maybe someday I will, just depends on how it goes. Nice. Well, that it seems like a very demanding, like you know, demanding position, right? Because, you know, you're you're you know, you're here, you know, here one week, and then you you know, move on and keep moving yeah. along the state. Yeah, because those shows they would be in a city for one week, sometimes mm -hmm. two, depending on how big. So for Disney on Ice, most of the time when they play Philadelphia over Christmas and New Year's, they're there for two weeks. Okay. But yeah. They're doing a ton of shows. So even though you don't have to pack on Saturday, you're doing three shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like nice in a way, but you're earning it because you are working really hard. <laughs> definitely. When, how, how many shows do you guys do? Was it like that? Was it the three show in a day um, or how long? Well, for Feld Entertainment, they'll do three shows Saturdays and Sundays. So it just depends on the city where okay, they are yeah. in the world. Mm -hmm. The, specific show how it's selling like there's a bunch of different factors in it that go into it but uh -huh. they'll do anywhere from like eight to 12 shows a week okay so wow like, that's that's crazy then, yeah and then Cirque I think they're more like seven to ten because they don't do three show days it's okay, just yeah. too much um they might do three shows on their um ice show that they just released called Axel I think they had a few three show Saturdays on their schedule but I think it's the only Cirque show that was doing it regularly. Nice. And then, I mean, again, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of back and forth. Did you get like tired out? You're like, I'm like, like, I have no energy. Like I like, I need to, you know, take a nap for, you know, five hours. And Well, it's, it's tough because you feel like you would because you're working 55 to 70 hours a week, but then you have to think about it. You're in an environment of people that genuinely want to be there. They're passionate about their work. They're passionate about their act, creating, pushing themselves to do more and be better for the audience to enjoy something even crazier. And you just get hooked on it. And you're just like, well, if he's doing that and then going to the gym after work, then I can keep going. I can keep pushing myself. So you just uh -huh. kind of get locked into this very positive attitude where you you're just like, I'll sleep when I sleep, you know, and then it's exciting to be in these different places. So even on your day off, you're waking up early, you're going to walk around the city, finding that local cafe or that local mm -hmm. art, you know, and you just get so caught up in everything that it's just go, go, go. And you're used to it. Yeah, that's I mean, you know, I I, I guess that's, you know, the, the way it goes, right? You know, you're so focused on your art, right? And you, just, you know, keep going and you, you know, don't want to take breaks, but, you know, you need exactly. to, of course, but uh this yeah that's that's it's 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 crazy it's it's crazy to me you know like how like you know like i you know i haven't worked you know that long and you know a long time right but mm -hmm. and i haven't gotten that split split place but i think you know it's i'm glad that that's it's cool that that it, you know can happen right mm -hmm. yeah and people definitely have to pace themselves so they don't get burned out too quick because yeah, they get too definitely. lost in it but then you know when you're on tour for three months and then you have two weeks off in those two weeks you're yeah. you're slow moving you know like yeah. you're relaxing you're soaking up all the rest that you missed out on because you were going crazy then so the three months and two week rotation that Cirque had is pretty well thought out and it definitely works definitely for sure 
Um, okay, uh, as we as we wrap it up here, guys, um, what is it? What, what advice would you give to young young artists in the industry? I would definitely say, you know, try to be a jack of all trades. So if you're in an environment, ask questions, see what other people are doing around you. Every job is important, but you never know if that person's going to be there tomorrow because some people might have a very specific thing that only they know how to do. And then suddenly they don't show up because of something. And then you're like, oh no, what are we going to do? So I always try to work with my eyes open and just see what is going on around me. And over time, you know, fill in over here, help them out a little bit. It might not be in my job title, but you're a team. So it's going to pay off in the long run if you're helping each other out. And it definitely works. I know I've been pretty uh, fortunate to have so much experience in different departments, but if you are just stuck in one thing to be like, I only want to do lighting, that's it, then you're only going to get those jobs. And they're probably going to have a lot of gaps in between because somebody would be like, well, I need a lighting technician that also knows projection because it's a smaller thing and we got to make sure everybody's versatile. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, if you say no to that other experience, you could be losing out on a job down the road. Definitely. So I think that's what I would suggest. For sure. That that's great advice. Thank you so much, Heidi. Yeah, no worries. And thank you guys for tuning in today. And uh <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thank you guys and see you guys next season. Yay.